Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Sports 2. This is going to be a video and a podcast. So if you are new to Black and White Sports 2, make sure you are subscribed. If you are new to Black and White Sports, the podcast, also make you make sure you subscribe. We're available wherever fine podcasts are available. I uh, want to thank everybody for growing both the channel and the podcast. Podcast is getting thousands of views a week. And I wanted to talk about the quarterback carousel. Everything that's just happened. Okay, and it's still not over. It's still revolving because we know the next major piece out there. And there's a couple other rumors out there that's going around about quarterbacks. But um, let's go first. Aaron Rodgers re-signs, agrees to come back to the Packers. I think we probably saw that coming. Um, in some ways, everybody thought it was Denver. Look, the Nathaniel Hackett hire did lead you to believe that there was a real shot of that happening for the Denver Broncos. Um, I know they claim that Russell Wilson was their plan A. And word has it, yes, they were working on the trade for weeks. But the fact is, they could be working on a trade for weeks and him still not be plan A. He could have been plan B, waiting to see what Rodgers was going to do. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Um, Aaron Rodgers is um, somewhat wishy-washy. Let's let's be real. (laughs) Let's be real here. Uh, He was starting to head down the... Uh, am I gonna, am I not gonna road that uh, Brett Favre made so famous? I'm a huge Brett Favre fan, so I really didn't care about that uh, with Brett Favre. In fact, the more the media hated on Brett for that, uh, the more I kind of come to appreciate him screwing with everybody, if you want to know the absolute truth. I think we're seeing a bit of that with Tom Brady right now. That's the other domino that we can talk about because... Uh, I still think Tom Brady's coming out of retirement. I I still think he's going to play for the 49ers. Um, And I still think he just retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers amid uh, what's going to be a lot of salary cap problems and amid some real drama with that team this year. And in case you're wondering why I'm not looking at the camera so much, this is going to be primarily a podcast, but I decided to go ahead and record it so I could put it up on Black and White Sports 2. Uh, So, anyway, um, I I do think that's a product of Antonio Brown, uh, Bruce Arians, and all the salary cap issues. I think he wanted to figure out a way to get out of Tampa. I think he believes the Super Bowl window has closed with Tampa Bay, and mostly due to probably the fact that, just for example, Chris Godwin is going to be out 
the majority of the season next year, I would think, but barring some miracle because of ACL. Well, that is one massive weapon that Tampa Bay's not going to have. Now, to be real with you, it's not going to be the same team. It's not going to be as good a team. But I think if Tom Brady would have came back to Tampa, I think they would have still had a shot. I do. It's Tom Brady. You still got Mike Evans down there. You got Scotty Miller. Who knows? Uh, I, I would assume Gronk would have played another year with Tom Brady, even though I'm here. You know, you're hearing things about Gronk wanting to play with Joe Burrow now. Uh, so uh, we don't know necessarily how that's going to go. And um, so that's Tom Brady. That's the Tom Brady piece. Of course, coming off that piece is Jimmy Garoppolo. And we will get to that because really and truly the, the, the major impact here is, well, there was two impacts. Um, Aaron Rodgers staying with Green Bay. Look, they're still contenders there, okay? Uh, they're still, what, top three contender to get, make it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Uh, I think you got the Niners, you got the Rams, you got the Packers. And to a lesser extent, man, I hate to even bring up the Cowboys. In fact, I'm not even sure the Cowboys win their division now. Um, But there are some dominoes there. The fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers re-signed with the Packers, so then the Denver Broncos move on to Russell Wilson. Look, I think it's a good trade. It seems like it should be a good trade. Is it the best quarterback situation that the uh, Broncos have had since Peyton Manning? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Now, we saw some deterioration in Russell Wilson's game, and uh, there's been some rumors out there that some teammates thought he checked out in Seattle. Like he was just, I'm done with Seattle, and he was ready to move on. Now, is that concerning from uh, the standpoint of your locker room? I think that's concerning, but maybe he was just... It was time for a scenery change. You know, word has it out of Seattle that um, really and truly, Pete Carroll was never that big of a Russell Wilson fan, which is which is pretty strange. But uh, Pete Carroll is very old school. He looks remarkably young for his age. Pete Carroll's actually like 71. He may be the oldest coach in the league now. He's young. He's older than Belichick, I think. Uh, but he uh, never was a big Russell Wilson fan. Uh, was always sort of the rumor. Pete Carroll, for lack of a better way of putting it, it, Pete Carroll, in his mind, a quarterback is supposed to look like Carson Palmer. Okay, and what I mean by that is 6'4", 240, 230. Okay, big, strong arm. Um, that's just how Pete Carroll viewed the the quarterback position. And we know Russell Wilson didn't look anything like that from a, a physical standpoint. And for some, for some teams out there, for some coaches out there, there's a specific criteria to what a quarterback is supposed to look like, or they just really don't want them. Uh, that is that's that's a thing. That's really a thing. It's still a thing in the NFL. You've got to hit certain measurements. Um, and our people really don't don't want to take a shot on you, right? And when Russell Wilson was drafted, he was sort of an outlier. 
You know, they thought, well, maybe we're getting the next Drew Brees, you know, and now, yeah, do a lot of teams take that into account nearly as much as they used to? No. But they, there are still teams that take that into account. Make no mistake about it. <clears throat> he's, um, you know, he's, he's certainly mobile, but he, he wasn't nearly as mobile as he was last year. I don't know that we just can just discount letting Noah Fant go out the door uh, because he was a piece. Okay, he was a valuable piece, and I would have thought that a lot of quarterbacks might have wanted that piece to stay on the team. So, um, but Denver is better. Do I think Denver is a slam dunk in that division to even make the playoffs? No, I don't. In fact, in light of the fact that the Chargers just traded for Khalil Mack as a as a pass rusher, along with the pass rushers they got, you know, it's going to be these quarterbacks aren't getting a free ride when they're facing uh, the L.A. Chargers next year. Justin Herbert and those pass rushers, the Chargers are going to be a very, very tough out. Um, and then you got Patrick Mahomes. you got Derek Carr. We don't know what he's going to look like in Josh McDaniels' offense. I think uh, a lot of people don't like Josh McDaniels. I think it's sort of an under-the-radar, under, uh, underrated hire. Um, you know, so... Mainly due to what happened in Denver, but look, he was very young, and uh, I think I think we will be surprised by the the Vegas Raiders next year. I do. So I don't know that it's a slam dunk. Is it? Is it a much improved quarterback situation? Yeah, uh, but at the same time, look, without elite quarterback play, Nathaniel Hackett hasn't looked great as an offensive coordinator over the years. Um, and that's something people need to remember. Actually, would I have liked this trade better if Vic Fangio was still the head coach? Yeah. Yeah, because they had a good defense. They had a good defense. Then if you drop Russell Wilson on this team, yeah, you got a team that I think all in could have competed for a Super Bowl. Um, could they still compete for a Super Bowl next year? Maybe. But they're going to have to compete for the playoffs first. Okay? Was it a blockbuster deal? Absolutely. But a hell of a lot of collateral went back to Seattle. Uh, As a 49ers fan, am I glad to see Russell Wilson out of the division? Absolutely, because he he torched our ass on a regular basis. He did. Uh, So, yeah, I'm glad to have him out. Um, So, we have Denver that solved their quarterback situation, we think. We have the Packers who stayed put, and their quarterback situation is now still stable. Um, and then we've got the Colts trading Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders. And I got to tell you, from all the, and I consume a lot of podcasts because a lot of podcasts have, uh, they have a lot of NFL either insiders, um, guys that break down film, you know, whether it's Jeremiah or Bucky Brooks or, or you know, Greg Colesell, who I think is the, the king, the Elvis of all guys that uh, watches NFL films and breaks it down. There's no guy I respect more than Greg Cosell. 
Um, you can bet anything he's on, I'm consuming. Um, but I don't know that the Colts should have done this. I and I'm I'm sort of surprised by by this. I understand last two games they collapsed. But Carson Wentz, if you look at his statistics, and I watched the, the Colts play a lot last year, and yeah, he does some really head-scratching kind of things. I get it. But he had a 64% completion percentage and 26 TDs to 7 interceptions. And honestly, that kind of quarterback play is just not all over the league. It's not. Um, I'm sort of surprised by the narrative around Carson Wentz. Um, I considered it to be a pretty good bounce back year for Carson Wentz. I, I was I was really surprised, but the the word has it is Frank Wright and Chris Ballard may not have been the ones that actually made this decision. It may have been. Jim Ursay, word has it, Jim Ursay threw a holy hell fit after they lost to Jacksonville last year and missed the playoffs. He literally, he he brought in Frank Wright and Chris Ballard and was so mad there were rumors they both almost got fired, two of the best dudes in the league. I mean, certainly, Chris Ballard's a great general manager and Frank Wright's a good head coach and Jim Ursay was so pissed that he almost fired them both. Both of those guys would have probably had <laughs> jobs by the next of the next uh, end of the next business day for crying out loud. Uh, but he was furious, and word has it he was like, "I want Carson Wentz off this team." He was so mad. But if you look at the history, the Colts have always struggled with Jacksonville, regardless of the teams on either side of the field, regardless of the talent. The Colts have always had issues with Jacksonville. And look, Jacksonville beat Buffalo last year. Certainly one of the best teams in the league. It's always been a strangely, weirdly hard matchup. And the Colts lost the game. And I get it. They they should have won it. It was an embarrassing loss. And it was a terrible loss under the circumstances. But I wouldn't have put all of that on Carson Wentz. Um, And so I'm pretty surprised by that. And my take is, to be honest with you, I think the commanders got much better at quarterback. I mean, Carson Wentz is absolutely an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. In fact, Carson Wentz is the best quarterback the Washington Redskins slash commanders have had since Kirk Cousins was on the team. And I'm sorry, but Kirk Cousins would have looked pretty good for the the commanders over the last four years or so. I mean, you know, Alex Smith was on that team. That could have been a thing, but Alex got hurt. The quarterbacks have not had a, com- a, a quarterback in, what, four or five years now? Not even a sort of, of a, like a stable guy in four or five years. I've got to tell you, I think the Commanders have as good a shot of winning this division as any other team, including the Cowboys. I mean, 
we're acting like there's miles apart between Dak Prescott and, and Carson Wentz. There's not. There's not. There, there, there's, there's not that much difference between the two. And Washington may end up having the better defense next year. So I've even seen Eagle fans celebrating getting Carson Wentz in the division. Really? He's probably going to beat your ass twice next year. I'm I'm shocked by that. He's probably going to beat the shit out of you twice. I'm just letting you know. Because, no, that dude you've got now that's playing quarterback, that running back that's throwing the ball you've got right now, Carson Wentz is light, light years better than that dude. The Eagles made a mistake. I, I'm 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 really I'm really surprised at the narrative around Carson Wentz. Now, there's been some rumors coming out that maybe Carson Wentz uh, was not responding well to some tough coaching, but who the hell knows? We don't know if that's coming from Jim Ursay. And if it is, I'm inclined not to believe anything that owner's got to say. I'm not the biggest Jim Ursay guy in the world. I'm just not. I mean, you look back over his history, he's got all kinds of fucking issues. You know, and I think sometimes he makes rash decisions. And I think getting rid of Carson Wentz, uh, I think getting rid of Carson Wentz may end up have, uh, having been a mistake. Uh, that's a possibility. Here, I can tell you right now. Uh, so, that's out of the way. I, I I don't love the decision by the Colts, and I absolutely love the decision by the Commanders. I do. Your quarterback situation as a Washington fan today sets much, much more stable than it has been in a very, very long time. When's the last time Washington Commander fans, you can say, you had a quarterback that threw 26 touchdowns and only seven picks. When is the last time you, you've been able to say that? Terry McLaurin, your running back situation is good there. Your defense could be very good if Chase Young comes back. Look, the commanders are, 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 are in play for that division officially. In play. Okay? It wouldn't shock me if they go 10-7 and seven at all. At all. Now... The other domino that's still got to fall, obviously, is somebody I'm really familiar with being a Niners fan, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, uh, Garoppolo kind of threw some. Um, uh, he kind of he kind of threw a uh, a fly in the ointment, or or whatever you want to call it, a grain of sand in the cream, so to speak, uh, by having to get shoulder surgery. Okay, we forget. He had a bad thumb ligament, and he had a, a had a gimpy shoulder going into the playoffs. And there's been the argument out there. You guys know I'm higher on Jimmy Garoppolo than a lot of people. I think the 49ers are about to make a mistake if they do this, provided they can't get Tom Brady. But I think they're about to make a mistake. Um, I don't think Trey, Trey Lancer is ready to play, and I think they're about to force him into a Super Bowl lineup. And that's really the problem. It'd be different if the 49ers were the Jacksonville Jaguars right now or if the 49ers was a rebuilding team, okay? 
but they're not. They're Super Bowl ready, and I feel like you need a veteran quarterback when you're Super Bowl ready. It would be different if we said, okay, we're trading Jimmy Garoppolo for a quarterback that we know, absolutely know, we've got another plan and we're upgrading. Okay? Yes, we absolutely know we're getting Tom Brady. Yes, we're trading for Aaron Rodgers. You know? Yes, we pull off a miracle. We're getting Patrick Mahomes. Or or we're getting some true, blatant, in-your-face upgrade to Jimmy Garoppolo. But we certainly do not think or know that Trey Lance is an upgrade. And I'm a 49ers fan. I wish 49er fans would quit acting like he's the end-all, be-all. Because, frankly, at best, he flashed three or four times during games last year. And the rest of the time, he barely completed 50% of his passes. In an offense where you need to complete a high percentage of your passes, and Jimmy completed nearly 68%. Um so, and I've been over that at nauseum. I'm not going to go through that again, but um, it does affect the, the other things that happened with quarterbacks affects Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, there's word out there that the Niners might actually bring him back for another season. Um, but now you got to look. Washington, which I honestly, honest to God, I thought that's where Jimmy was going was Washington. As we sort of closed in on time, I thought, Jimmy Garoppolo's getting traded to the Commanders. That's just what I started to feel. Well, that, that path is gone now. Now, people are saying, Jimmy Gar- the Colts, that's who the Colts have targeted. To replace Carson Wentz is Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fair, and I'm going to concede that based on my 2021 rankings, I'm going to concede I had Wentz at 19 and Jimmy at 16, okay? Um, That was my rankings, okay? I just went and looked at them for 20, but prior to last season, that was my rank where I had them. I had Jimmy at 16, I had Wentz at 19, uh, but I can tell you right now, when I do my list again, uh, Wentz will go up on that list. And Jimmy's going to stay about the same-ish. Somewhere in that 12. That's what Carson and Jimmy are. They're a number 12 to a number 18, 19 quarterback in the NFL. In my opinion, they're nearly interchangeable. Um, I do think Carson Wentz has more big play upside, but I think Garoppolo is the steadier quarterback, okay? Game in, game out, you're going to get a, you know, 18 for 24, 240, two touchdowns, one pick kind of thing out of Jimmy. You can win if the team around you is good with those statistics. You can. Um, I think one of the, the problems in the NFL right now, as far as quarterbacking goes, is the outliers, and they are outliers, known as Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. 
Okay? Those guys are outliers. Aaron Rodgers is an outlier. Okay? I mean, um, you've got a girth of just good quarterbacks. Okay? Guys that that you can get to the playoffs with, and, and if the rest of the team is really good, you can get to the Super Bowl with, a la Jimmy Garoppolo 2019. You know? Derek Carr's in that situation. Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz. Um, I'm sorry for you Cardinal fans. Kyler Murray's in that. Uh, Dak Prescott's in that. You know, it's it's a bunch of, of dudes. And all sort of lumped into one area. Um, Tannehill's the other one. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm sorry. He's not elite. He's not. Uh, Matt Ryan would be back in that situation now, although I think he's he's close to dropping down even further because uh, unlike some of the other guys that's played forever, uh, I think Matt Ryan is starting to show a little age deterioration, um, which is kind of surprising. I thought he would hold it together a little longer. I know Atlanta's offensive line is trash. Okay, so um, I still wonder about Kyle Shanahan taking a run at Matt Ryan. So, I don't know. You know, there's pedig- there's pedigree and history between those two, and if Trey Lance needed another year, Matt Ryan would be he would Matt Ryan be an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, probably. Probably. Better offensive line, better weapons, but it wouldn't be by much. Matt Ryan is looking older. He is. Uh, But again, very close to interchangeable. Okay? Very close to interchangeable. In fact, the more I think about it, I might lean Jimmy G because of age, uh, actually. But you get the point. Uh, All these guys are sort of in the same vein. Okay? I mean, guys that I sort of put a, 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 a peg ahead of that is going to be, you know... Justin Herbert, uh, Joe Burrow. They're going to be that next step above all the guys I just talked about. Okay, and there's really only two of those guys. I think Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford are also in that group. They're in that second-tier group, right? The guys that are above all of the other dudes, they're in that between good and great category, whereas the other guys are a bunch of good quarterbacks. Uh, Very quickly, let me also talk about two guys, and I did not bring this guy up in my rank the other day. I did the, I released on podcast. If you haven't seen it, go listen to the podcast. Subscribers of this channel, my raw 2022 QB list. It is not finalized at all. It's the, What's going to be projected starters, plus I may throw in some extra guys. or I'm going to do it a little slightly differently than I did last year. But I released my much-too-early list, I called it. Okay, some guys will get shifted around on that list. But there's a lot of guys right there together, okay, uh, on that list. And, um, you know, I, I kind of I threw that list out there. I forgot to put Marcus Mariota on that list. And he's being rumored as a potential starter in some places. 
Um, I don't know. He was rumored that way last year as well, and um, he never did. He decided to stay with Oakland. When I think, you know, honestly, is Mariota an upgrade? Let's say last year, would he have been an upgrade in Washington? Probably. Um, And the one guy we don't talk about that I haven't talked about brought up here, this is a massive year for Baker Mayfield. Massive. Um, He took a definite step back last year. And now he's definitely back in the with the lumped in with a bunch of dudes. In fact, I would say he's he's leaning towards being out of that group that that has Wentz and Garoppolo and Cousins and Tannehill and and Prescott and Matt Ryan and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield's about to fall down off that list down into the category below. He's in massive danger of doing that. He, I know he was hurt, but he showed real regression out there. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for Cleveland because if you got a guy like Mitchell Trubisky out there, who's better? Yeah, I think, I think it's a legitimate question to now ask. I even said when I talked about that on my list the other day, who's really better, Case Keenum or, or Baker Mayfield? Case Keenum looked better last year than Baker. He did. When he got to play, he looked better. He was moving the offense more consistently than Baker. Baker was hurt. We'll see. And this is hard for me to say because I was absolutely a Baker dude. I was a Baker Mayfield fan. But last year was a real, real step back. And it makes me wonder. I, I think Stefanski and them have got one eye on different QB situations. You know, there's some rumors that they might even draft a quarterback this year. You know, could they mess around and draft Kenny Pickett? Maybe. Um, the one other situation, I really wanted to touch on Garoppolo in this podcast because um, he's the last one that's going to fall, okay? The last of the big ones, and some say Trubisky, okay? Um, I know a lot of people, we talked about Trubisky a lot in my much-too-early QB rank um, because I do think he should be a starter in the NFL. And honestly, I think the Chicago Bears gave up on Mitch too soon, okay? I know... I know his numbers weren't great, but I didn't trust Matt Nagy's offensive system at all. And Mitch still took him to the playoffs twice. Uh, so I, I really wonder. I, I, I sometimes think that was a mistake by the Bears. I would have rather tried a different coach, one more different coach, given Trubisky another season or two to see what happens. Um, and, of course, Deshaun Watson's floating around out there. I'm not getting into that right now. I still think he ends up with the Eagles, and the Panthers are still in on him. Um, the Colts are in on Garoppolo, and I still have to believe for the Steelers, you've got one of three things that are going to happen with the Steelers. You've got, number one, I don't think they're going into the season with Haskins and Rudolph. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Surely to God not. Uh, but you got Garoppolo. 
to the Steelers. You got Trubisky to the Steelers. And I still think if I if you had to absolutely press me on where Kenny Pickett is going in the draft. Okay, the Steelers are picking a little later in the draft. And I think Pickett is undervalued. I I would view him if I if I was a team that needed a quarterback, I don't think Kenny Pickett's a reach. I don't. I think he should be I think there should be a a, a entire movement around Kenny Pickett right now because um I think Kenny Pickett is a more athletic Mac Jones. I, I truly believe that. And look how much Mac Jones immediately restabilized the Patriots team and offense. And I think Kenny Pickett is a better version, a possible better version than than Mac Jones. And uh now he's a, a drawn up a little more like an old school quarterback, but he's really athletic. And uh, I still think the Steelers, with him having played at Pitt, I think you can definitely draw the line from Pickett over to the Steelers. Although, if I was the Lions, I know they got the second pick. I'd draft Pickett. I would. I mean, to hell with Jared Goff. Jared Goff is, is a backup now. Now, you want to talk about... I know people love to lump... Carson Wentz in with Jared Goff because of that draft. Carson Wentz is light years better than Jared Goff. Uh, I mean, that's not even a question anymore. Okay? Um, It's amazing that people still want to draw that. Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. He's not. He he wildly excelled. Now, that, that, that tells you something right there with Mitch Trubisky. If Trubisky was playing with McVay, I mean, I think the whole format of Trubisky's career would be different right now. I truly believe it. The whole trajectory would be completely changed. The narrative would be something completely different on Trubisky. Um, I'm going to lean towards the idea that Mariota is still not a starting quarterback in the league uh, this season, although there's a chance. Um I guess really the Steelers are, the Steelers and the Colts are the two teams now with the massive, massive QB questions that are left unanswered. And Jimmy Garoppolo is sort of the line you draw. And Mitch Trubisky, one of those two teams is going to end up with Mitch, and one of those two teams is going to end up with Garoppolo. Because I guess I guess the Niners are dead set. Now, if you asked me, would, would I take... Trubisky with the Niners? Yeah. I sure would. I sure would. Over Garoppolo? No. But as somebody that could be there behind Trey Lance and at a moment's notice when Trey Lance falls on his face, put Trubisky in, running that Shanahan offense? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would I would I would be on board with that guy being the backup slash potential starter. We got to remember Trubisky's what, 25? He's young. You know, if I'm if I'm the Panthers, I'm glancing at Trubisky real hard. You know, and I think there's other guys, I know there's other guys out there we haven't talked about. Um but 
you know, like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, look, he's in he's in backup territory now. Uh, Fitzpatrick, we don't think's coming back. Um, Jalen Hurts, I don't believe is a is a franchise quarterback. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's going to be another guy out there. there. He's been rumored to back up Trey Lance with the Niners. God, that just that makes me. Uh, I, the Niners are the Niners are flirting. They are absolutely flirting with with screwing their entire season up over this quarterback situation. I, I think they drafted the wrong guy, and um, heads could roll over that. I look. There's a reason why John Lynch has been flirting with TV, and that's been a serious thing. There's a reason. And that's probably because I imagine John Lynch thinks they they busted on that pick, which means it's his ass anyway. Because word has it he doesn't want to get rid of Jimmy G. So, which is the exact opposite narrative I had heard for a long time. But, but it was him pushing for Jimmy to keep playing this year because he thought they could win the Super Bowl, and obviously he thought they couldn't could not win it with Trey Lance. So, uh, that's it. This is the QB Carousel Podcast. I, I just wanted to touch on, I wanted to talk briefly about all the trades, Aaron Rodgers re-signing, and um, the impact, because there's so many Niners fans that watch this channel, the impact of all of that on Garoppolo and where he might end up, and then I wanted to talk about uh, Trubisky and where he might go, because I think, I think Garoppolo and Trubisky are now tied together as to what happens. Um, I think Trubisky will finally get another shot. Um, look, there's a lot of teams out there, a lot of, lot of uh, general managers and scouts and things that, that actually think that Trubisky may, may have gotten a raw deal based on coaching with Chicago. So that's a thing. A lot of people are going to be surprised by that. There's people out there that... I was listening to New York radio the other day and they were talking about Trubisky versus Daniel Jones. And I actually kind of like Daniel Jones still. I do. I think he's another guy that's potentially gotten a raw deal because of coaching, but there was an actual argument between Trubisky and Daniel Jones. That's not even close. If you're the giants and you can pair up Trubisky with Brian Dayball, you better do it because if you do that, you've got a chance to win that division now. Okay, then you've got three legitimate quarterback situations where because that that NFC East division is not great, so it's going to be up for grabs with whoever has the top two or three best quarterbacks in that division. And now it is clearly the Commanders and the Cowboys. That's the two best quarterback situations in that. In that division. It is. Sorry, Cowboy fans, but yeah, Carson Wentz is just sort of... Um, he is he is below Carson Wentz, or he is ahead of Carson Wentz on... Dak, Dak is ahead of Carson Wentz on my list. But And even though, actually, there will be quite a bit of a, a difference... I can tell you, Prescott will be somewhere down around 11 whereas Wentz will be somewhere up around 17 or 18. But I got to tell you, I sort of view all those quarterbacks, again, I call them tier three quarterbacks in my list, 
they're all sort of interchangeable. They, for various reasons, you can make an argument for and against every one of those guys. But again, I think you can win with every one of those guys. And I'm going to try to do more and more just podcast exclusive stuff. If you're wondering where did the daily live streams go on Black and White Sports, uh, which were, of course, going up on the podcast, to be perfectly honest, the daily, the daily live streams were destroying that channel. They're just, they were getting a really good turnout, but overall, the amount of views it was costing us versus uh, the people showing up to the podcast. I mean, we could, we'd at times have five, six, seven hundred people in there watching. But you got to remember, even a run of the mill video is going to get 10,000 views, 12,000 views. Or we, we had estimated when I did the analytics for January because we said we want to do this, we want to try it. For an entire month, we actually went five weeks, and we want to see what that does to the channel. Well, it did help the podcast. It did. But number one, it still wasn't even close to the amount of the listens weren't close to the amount of views we were used to getting. And actually, um, I think it cost us around a million to a million and a half views. In January on black and white sports is what the numbers worked out to. And let me tell you, that is significant. When we, we ran those numbers and I got to looking and sure enough, when we quit doing them daily, I mean, the numbers just skyrocketed back up in views. Um, so it just didn't work. It just, there was no way to make it make sense for us to keep doing it every day. We're going to do it once a week, but we just could not do it, do it every day. Now, that's going to lead me to do more of these probably a once-a-week impromptu, you know, 30-minute kind of podcast. But that's the reason. In case you're wondering what happened to the live streams every day, it was killing the channel. It was like putting a bullet in it. And... um Man, we had just worked too hard to go from, you know, four million views down to two and a half, or from three and a half million down to two million. Um, It's amazing how much. uh, Look, it works for some people that already have uh, a name. For example, if you're an ex NFL player like, like Pat McAfee. Yeah, you can do that because instead of getting 700 to 1,000 people on your live stream, you're getting 20,000. Yeah, that works. It works for Steven Crowder. Uh, but for a, a, a big but still smallish channel like ours, man, it was killing us. It was absolutely, it was putting a bullet in that channel. It was dying because of those live streams. Everybody have a good day. Make sure you hit subscribe. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.